Welcome to TV Talk, the podcast about television, over at thewordprint.com. TV Talk, episode 21. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is my cousin, Denise. Hello. And today, we're going to be talking about End of the Effing World, season 2. It just debuted today on Netflix, uh, November 5th, for those uh, listening in on this the day after, because this is going to come out the day after. Uh, and yeah, uh, we just binged the entire season, everything from beginning to end. And uh, we're just going to talk about it openly. This is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast because there's, there's just not enough content, really, to give, like, a spoiler-free section, spoiler takes. And, yeah, we're just going to talk about the season and how good it was and, and what we thought. Uh, yeah, so, Cousin, what were your initial thoughts on End of the Fucking World Season... Effing World Season 2? Whatever, I'm just going to bleep that out. <laughs> T- truthfully? Yeah. I didn't like it as much as Season 1. What? It's okay. That was long. Uh, uh, why? Why do you why do you say that? I, I didn't find it as funny. Also, when the series started, it took a while to get rolling. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. The um Bonnie, the new character in episode one, that threw me off. But it also could have been because I was eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> Uh, the one that just came Thank out. you for getting me one, by the way. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. This is podcast is actually sponsored by Popeyes. Uh, Finger licking Popeyes. That's not the logo. Um, <laughs> is it, that's not a logo. That's a slogan. slogan? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. It's just it's just delicious chicken. Anyway, the point is. <laughs> so we're it, just going to talk about Popeyes. Yeah, we're, this is actually to review the sandwich, <laughs> uh, which is much better than the Chick-fil-A version, personally, I think. Um. But yeah, because because um, Bonnie is kind of the starting character in episode one, um, it's kind of it's it's very jarring because you know you you absolutely love these uh, Alyssa and uh, James in, in in the first season, and so when you start with like a different lead, even though they do a little bit of the backstory to tie it in together, it it took a little bit of development to really to really get into that episode, uh, and then I think maybe like three quarters of the way in, you finally realize. Oh, she's kind of tied into the the series this way, which do you want to talk about a little bit? Or... No. Well, oh. I mean, wait, halfway through that first episode, yeah, actually? like yeah, yeah, because yeah. you find out she's actually like the student yeah. of uh, what, what's his name? Yeah, when she steps into his class, or when he steps into the classroom. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Clive it, something. Clive. Yeah, Clive. Yeah. Sounds like Clive. Hence, because you you mentioned Bonnie and Clive. Um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, when you find that he was the teacher and she was a student, you kind of, you kind of put one and one together, and you you realize she was a, I don't want to say follower, but she she was kind of a victim as well. But she yeah. took it the wrong way mentally, and she like obsessed over him. Yeah, I mean her backstory goes into that. How you know she really wasn't loved, so she's looking for. Yeah, <laughs> which is good. I, I will say about this season, like a lot of it is, um, it's about love and relationships, but it's like the weird ways that that kind of develops when you don't feel it the right way. I think I think it's like a different type of intimacy, like an intimacy that kind of grows, but it, everyone has like a really messed up history, which makes all these characters compelling, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What were your thoughts on the reveal about James being alive in episode uh, three? And again, I said from the beginning, this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so it's your fault if you <laughs> are totally angry at me now. It's like, why? I was spoiled by that. Oh, you were? Yeah, I just went to Google something, and then it was spoiled. <laughs> oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah. Because like every time... I didn't say anything, because I, I didn't know if you knew. Oh, no, I had no clue. Yeah. Yeah, because all the... This is one of the reasons I'm, like, rushing to get this one out, because, like, no no one's covering this a lot yet, because it's only been, like, not even 20 hours. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you looked at all the initial... Or at least when I checked, like, this morning, there were no spoilers showing him at all. Or, yeah, uh, they didn't show his picture at all in the, uh, yeah, in the... the photos, and, and the IMDb didn't have a photo of him listed. So I thought he was actually dead. For this I guess movie. I read a review by someone who just finished binging it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I knew. Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was playful because the entire time I thought, all right, well, he's dead. Yeah, because, you know, they introduced these new cast characters. I thought, you know, they would go with Alyssa's story and they did. They did this season. They really delve into her psyche. They kind of show how she's almost in the place where he was last season in the sense that she's feeling kind of like numb to the world because of all the trauma that's kind of happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not in the I'm going to kill people way, but in the, you know, she's emotionally desensitized a lot from compared to before um especially with all that happened so um but that said uh yeah james i had no idea i, I didn't see it coming i thought it was really cute how they played off the stalker angle though yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it <laughs> he uh, how do you uh, did he stalk someone in season one <clears throat> i don't think so i think he was just obsessed with her because he wanted to murder her because she like yeah talked to him yeah in the cafeteria yeah it's funny, because if you've never seen this show before, and you're just listening to this podcast for the funsies, it's like, what the hell are you guys watching, right? Um, but that's kind of the beautiful thing about the show. It's like about these kids who seem almost borderline psychopathic and murdery, but they're they're not. They're just really confused kids in a really fucked up world. And to be honest, our world is kind of messed up. That's why I really like the show, personally. Yeah. Um, sorry, so James, you find out that he... He's what? Like he he he's he survived getting shot. Um, had to. He was paralyzed. Go through physical therapy and yeah. everything. Yeah. And that was rough. Oh, and his dad. Yes. Uh, for those who have watched, well, obviously you probably <coughs> watched it. If not, then you should go see it. Um, but his dad was nothing but a sweetheart this entire season. Dude, season, season one also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. He was. He did care about his son, but... but yeah, he, James yeah. wanted to be a psychopath. Yeah. He was like, I don't feel anything. Let me stick my hand in this deep fryer. <laughs> but... But yeah, his dad was sweet through the entire thing. And then... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and then it, it, it's really sweet because, well, you know, he's relearning how to walk. His dad's being super supportive and... <laughs> and then out of nowhere when they're just bowling and having kind of fun a fun time and he, he's essentially now the dad that he's always needed because he went through like parent uh, counseling and stuff and and like they have a really good relationship at this point yeah and, his dad is really trying now yeah and just out of nowhere he just dies of a heart attack <laughs> it's, i mean it's it's not funny <laughs> it's no it's not funny it's just funny in the context of like everything's fun- yeah. perfect and hunky-dory and, and then, of all the crazy messed up stuff 
his dad just literally kills over out of nowhere. It felt very Wes Anderson to me. Yeah. Because I can see that happening in a Wes Anderson yeah. movie. The series does make me think of that. Also, the soundtrack makes me think of... The soundtrack is amazing, hands down. Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. So, James is alive. Alyssa is going through some traumatic stuff. Um, in the first two episodes, you kind of find out that she is trying to move on, per se. She's, like, moved into the middle of the woods with her mom, who's uh, her, her mom now left that douchey boyfriend, and they got divorced. She meets this guy, and they start dating, and being, yeah, being the rebellious teen that she is, like, she decides, I'm gonna get married to this guy, because that's rebellious, you know? And, uh, and yeah, so Alyssa has a whole lot of, like, her life going on, and she kind of acts, she's definitely traumatized by what happened, but she's, like, distanced herself from it and is trying to do, you know, be independent, work as a waitress, et cetera, et cetera. And you kind of think, you're un- you're given the impression, really, in episode two, that James is dead, that, like, he was, like, murdered and whatever, which is why that, that reveal towards the end of, I think that one or episode three, <clears throat> I can't remember. episode two. Episode two? Okay. Yeah, that he's alive is it's pretty dope because it's like, oh. There's a car outside that's just Stopping. following her. and Yeah. You think it's Bonnie, mm-hmm. but it's not. No, it's it's James, and it's it's cute because it's like, oh, okay, he's he's still there. Um, <clears throat> and then I guess like a lot of the season was like the the marriage and running away from getting married, and them kind of running away together again to to an extent, but it it was very different this time around because um midway through. Oh, I'm sorry. I just. With James coming back, I thought that she thought he was dead. Ah, okay. Because they reveal that later that she knew mm-hmm. that he was alive. Yeah. But yeah. for some reason, I got the impression that she thought he was dead. I think that's what they sold. Like, they sold it as that in, I think, the first two episodes really well. Mm-hmm. Or the first, the second episode, I should say. Um, where it seems like that's the case. But then that led to that really beautiful cliffhanger of, oh, nope, that's, that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, like, it seems like a lot of it was, you know, what happens after this crazy, you know, Bonnie and Clyde type adventure two years later, right? And they both have had to suffer, like, the, the deep ramifications of, of their actions and stuff. And, and, yeah, know. they've had to grow up quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that said, that's what makes kind of, uh, the Bonnie side story interesting when it starts to, uh, intertwine with her story. Because uh, around like the midpoint of the season, um, she she's very much stalking them because you know she's mad about everything that happened, and uh, she kind of hitchhikes with them, <laughs> ironically, and so she becomes a traveling companion, and and it's great tension for the series because you just don't know when when the gun's gonna go, like when the crazy stuff's gonna happen, and then uh, while they're staring at this cabin, something really funny happens. Do you wanna? Which. Oh, this is the one where uh, they go into the cabin and the creep, the other, the guy, the lodger. Oh. The motel owner. The owner? Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. Well, he was, he was adorable at first and then you realized. No, he wasn't. No? (laughs) I don't think so. I thought you thought he was adorable. No, I thought he was creepy right from the beginning. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was sincere and he had like, you know what it was? He looked like a skinny version of of, uh, Sam from Game of Thrones to me. 
I was just like, you know, if Sam lost some weight and grew beard, I can kind of see him as that dude. So he Sorry. had these, like, sincere I'm eyes. I'm like, who's Sam? From Game of Thrones. Am I thinking this is the wrong person? Sam. Oh, John- Sam! Yeah, Sam! Like, I've... it's been so long. We tried to erase Game of I've Thrones from our memories. I've erased Game of Thrones from my memory. Yeah. Yeah. As has HBO, apparently. <laughs> well, they have one show coming out based off Game of Thrones. Well, they can't like the other two. Let's, let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, he, he was sweet and sincere. He was trying to book them a room. Or, yeah, he, was, he got them two separate rooms at his weird little isolated motel in the woods. And soon you find out he's not super sincere. He starts hitting on Bonnie uh, while the kids are just trying to do their own thing. You know, they kind of... Because this is the first time they've had alone time together, so they're kind of, like, addressing what happened in the gap of the two years a little mm-hmm. bit and uh while that's happening you know but you think bonnie is like waiting to make her move waiting for the kids to sleep and creepy motel owner you find out he's trying to spike her drink because he's trying to you know do what all these crazy people do in the show apparently which is like i guess rape her because that's or at least that's that's what's implied but there's a weird catch where um when he goes and knocks into a room and tries to wait for the drugs to kick in uh, he doesn't realize that she's there to murder the kids, so so she pulls a gun, pulls a gun out. <laughs> that always builds great tension, and uh, and in this really awkward scene, uh, he just like pleads for his life per se, and he's just like, "No, whatever, I'll just leave." I have kids. I have kids. Yeah, that was the excuse, and then uh, in a really funny moment, he she like, puts the gun down. Doesn't? Yeah. She puts the gun down, but she was drugged from the the, the spiked drink that he gave her. Yeah. So while she puts it down, and this is what I love about the show, is they do, they know how to, like, make these awkward, simple moments, but build all this tension between the soundtrack and, and the awkwardness of just growing up and, and the, you know, the, the experience of being a teen. Um, so, like, you get, you get stuck in this moment, and she's putting the gun down, and she accidentally drops it. And, of course... It goes off. Yep. And it blows, it, like, literally blows through the back of his head. There are so many moments in this show where it reminds me of Pulp Fiction. That one scene with the uh, with the, the we're in the back of the car, with oh, the one character, yeah, yeah, where John Travolta is talking to him and then accidentally pulls the pulls gun. Yeah, trigger. oh my god, yeah, that's actually a very good point because that that's very reminiscent of this kind. Well, kind of. This is more nefarious because everyone had bad intentions, but mm. yeah, yeah. The, the one in Pulp Fiction, that dude was literally just talking about burgers, and he gets his head off. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So, now there's a dead body. Bonnie doesn't know what to do, and we hit the mid-season finale. Really dope. Um, I'm trying to, how did they get out of that one? I don't even remember. Oh, oh she just locks him in the car. Yeah, yeah. And or, then, excuse me, wardrobe. Wardrobe. We'll get into that, that bit of, <laughs> into, in a little bit. Uh, and, and you find out or she, they make it, she makes it, the kids, I'm sorry, the kids think that she slept with him, but she really just murdered him and tried to hide the body. <laughs> and in the, in the process, while he was falling on her, because, he, you know, he's dead now, she accidentally partially impales, like, her side on some deer antlers. There was a moment where I was like, is she dead? Because it looked like... Yeah, I thought so, too. And I, I thought they were going to get blamed for it, but... That would have been really funny. It's just like two dead people in a motel. These two kids who were just accused of murder <laughs> like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Part two. Uh, I wonder if like the writers did write that scenario and they're like, all right, we need to change it because we can't do this again. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so uh, you find out 
what is it that that you know she she's trying to get out of the motel they, they escape go to this pharmacy thing they meet this i'm sorry chemist chemistry the chemists apparently uh in, they call them chemists, they call them chemists in uh so was it southern england or something i don't remember england england one yeah. of the, the nice town foresty rural areas of england and uh this chemist is a pro-feminist and it's quite funny <laughs> And, um, yeah, let's just say that he and Bonnie get into a confrontation. No, everyone's, everyone turns out okay, ish, minus some wet pants, but I'll leave it at that. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, during this moment, you know, Alyssa and, uh, and James, they kind of, you know, have this conflict and they, they run and, uh, they just leave her they behind. They kind of just leave her behind, which seems like a dick move until, you know, you find but out. But they've been, throughout all this time, they've been thinking that she's been really weird. Well, I should say James has, but Alyssa is just letting it go the entire oh. time. That's kind of the thing too, is because James is so anal and you know anxiety over everything. You know his his worries seem kind of silly mm-hmm. occasionally, but when he's right, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, we've talked about we've recapped most of the series, series already. already. Yeah, so like I'm trying to think of what questions we can ask just for funsies. We're also at like seventeen minutes into the episode. <laughs> well, we haven't. We're only at the mid season, right? Uh, a little bit past it. Oh. Maybe like episode five out of eight. I just forget what happened. The final three. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched. It. <laughs> it was good. Uh. I think it because it, it went so quickly after that. Yeah, because that... was kind of a slog, and then the last four, three episodes, like, I just want to get to the end. Get to the end. See, for me, it went quickly. For me, it was kind of cathartic. I thought the last episode particularly was like, all right, well, let's talk about and address some of the things that we've seen on the show, and like they they deal with the trauma, they mm. they deal with the neediness, and they deal with. I can't. I know I can't say it like love, but the love because it's just you know two kids in love per se. But um, I forgot where I was going because I wanted to make a love <laughs> joke and now my brain's just fried. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, but before right, so like yeah, the last episode is very cathartic. The episode before that is the obvious the confrontation because they've been building that all season. Um. I can't remember what happens in episode six, honestly. <laughs> See, you're not the only one. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk about every episode, but, like, yeah, it's weird. Like, of all the episodes, I think that's the one I'm really drawing a blank on. I mean, at some point, oh, I think at some point they address why James ended up breaking up with her. Breaking up, quote, unquote. Yeah, I think that that was six, because six is one that they went back to their lives before. Like where they were at the beginning of the yeah. season. So. Like she goes back to her wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wedding in quotes. <laughs> uh, so, what were you... Th- or, I guess, let me ask you about that. Would you, why do you think Alyssa married that guy? Like, What was the point of all that? Or was she just being her? I think, she, I think it was a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Like her being her and her being kind of heartbroken, I guess. I didn't even think about Maybe that Maybe wanting to try to feel something. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, no, that's that's actually a really good point because I, I forgot about this until you, uh, just now. The um the moment where I think they're at the diner. They go to the diner a lot in this season. I don't know why. M- multiple different diners, so it's kind of confusing. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, he said he keeps apologizing about the the note, and she's like, "It's fine. It's whatever." I didn't think about it. And at this point, I think this is when we both had that reveal. It's like, oh, she she didn't think that he was dead. She knew because she read his note, and then she recites his note like verbatim. Yeah. And it's it's pretty dark. It's pretty. It's a great note actually to get somebody to stop you know loving you because mm-hmm. he um to, to, you know he, he basically just blamed her for um his own trauma he's like i murdered somebody for you and i have to live with that the rest of my life and go f yourself yeah <laughs> it's a, it's okay Kate. thank you for being on the show <laughs> again number three <laughs> is it yeah this is the third time i think third time because we did the one with um uh, Love, Death, and Robots, which was, like, the second episode, but really the first time we tried this format in particular. And then, uh, what was the other one we did? I don't remember. Um, no, wasn't the, wasn't the Tiff? No. No, no, no. Tiff was with Denise. Um, I'm sorry. Denise, uh, Eileen and, and Neil. What did we do? Oh, uh, we did Happy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that one either. You know what's funny? is like, I think most of the ones that we, we've done didn't like well we'll find one that we do like at some point <laughs> well i mean i i like this this season overall yeah personally. no it was good yeah it's just i didn't <clears throat> i think season one had a more of an organic feel i feel like this is funny because i feel like this is the stuff we should have started with but it's, it's fine um i think season one had more of an organic feel because like he there was a lot of cliffhangers for these characters you really knew nothing about mm-hmm. like he was trying to be a serial killer at the midway he's like Maybe I'm not a psychopath. Maybe I do I think, feel things. I think that's why I liked season one a lot. Cause yeah. I just found it so funny that she was, like, trying to seduce him. And he's just planning on killing her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Season two, they don't really play with that. It's more uh, Alyssa's journey, too. Yeah. And... It's funny, because it's just kind of, I think the big thing for her was this messed up thing happened, being almost raped, and then um, it just kind of haunted and stayed with her. And I think towards the end of it, you see a lot more catharsis. Um, I guess we should talk about the last episode, because we're almost hitting the mark, and also, we already spoiled everything else anyway. Um, yeah, that last episode, like, there's this, there's this really sweet... Oh yeah, he he gets really scared that she's killed herself, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause she she's like uh, she she leaves a note saying that she's got to go and uh, take care of James for me, which that, that's very much. Uh, Did his mother way. do that? Like leave a note and then drive off? Or I don't think she left a note. I, no, no, no. It was worse for his, with his mom. His mom just said something to him and left him. I think in the. Was it in the, no, it wasn't in the car. It was like, she left him somewhere, but she killed herself. She went off to kill herself while he was still there, basically. Oh, yeah. They went to go see, like, ducks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's been a while since I've... Oh, it's been two years. It. Yeah. But, like, he, you know, so he he's very traumatized with having to deal yeah. with this again. But 
so so that scared him. But you also do see signs of it in her memories because she keeps seeing her attacker everywhere, mm-hmm. especially in that episode. And like they kind of go to the different areas they've been through this season, and by the end, she's at the place where everything kind of happened. And I'll be honest, a part of me did think that she did kill herself, and that that's how they would end the season. But you know, if you've seen it. Uh, not the case at all and it's actually kind of bittersweet in a way because these two really damaged and messed up kids are finally able to share an emotional connection and talk about how they really feel and i think that's a beautiful and like perfect way to end it plus they had a nice cinematic uh what's the word uh view while they while they talk and confess their love love to each other sorry (laughs) my cousin doesn't find that amusing i i totally think I love you. I'm just like trying to think what Celine Dion. Yeah. Does she really? Like it when she sings, it sounds like love. <laughs> I'm trying to. Wait, what, was she, what, what song was she saying with like love? I don't know. Love. Doesn't it's isn't that like all she sings about? <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's true. I I just think of my heart will go on over and over and over again. Reminds me of the SNL skit back in the like late nineties, early two thousands. I am Celine Dion, and I am the greatest singer. You know, we never actually the world. talked about what happened at the end with Bonnie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, perfect timing because we're we're heading up almost to that point. Yeah. Um, Bonnie. Uh. Oh, I didn't like the thing where um, you know, she confronts the two of them in the diner. Yeah. And. There's a scene where, like, it looks like she shot the two of them. Oh, that. I I, I liked I it. Like I mean, I, I get why you didn't like it, because I hate it to see that. They do the, the double take, <clears throat> which is, like, the, the first time, oh, man, that's really messed up. That's so shocking. And they then them. the second time you realize it's just what they think they, they want yeah. to do in their heads. Um, it's embarrassing when that happens. It has been. Because of the way that the season was going, like, I actually bought it for a bit. I was like... Yeah. I can actually see the show ending there, and like in my head, because they, they they made you stay in the moment for a couple a couple of seconds, and like I was thinking maybe the next episode's just like the everyone's story after the death of the two kids, after Bonnie brutally blows both of their brains out, but no, no, it doesn't matter. Like it's just it's just in my head. Yeah, I think I'm kind of sick of that. It is outdone. But I, I, I don't know, I, I, I was okay with it for the show. I think that's why I didn't really, another reason why I didn't really want season two to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you got the impression after season one that he died and yeah, that was it. Yeah. I kind of wish they left it at that. <laughs> it's weird because in, uh, what call it, the, the comic, I think that's literally the cliffhanger. That's how it ends. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think the comic is darker if I remember correctly, which is weird because it's not even a dark show. <laughs> But um, but yeah, in this, because they wanted to do the second season, because they wanted to continue the story, because it was pretty well acclaimed, even though the, I don't think the viewership was fully there, but we don't fully know, because Netflix hides their numbers quite well. Do they? Yeah. They're very secretive about what hits hmm. what. But you can tell what's doing well in the same demographic. To give you a hint, BoJack Horseman is now getting cancelled, but I think they renewed Dig Now for like three seasons. I never watched Dig Now. The point is, it's hitting the same audience. That's all. Okay. It's like, oh, okay, we can pay the show half the amount of money while 
a show that's going to cost us more and more money, and you guys are the same target audience, screw it. Cut the old show and make a new show. People will totally vehemently disagree, and if Netflix is listening to this, they're just like, fuck that guy. Kill him. He knows things he's not supposed to know. But um, I'm like 80% positive that that's correct, but I'm going to stop digressing on that. The point being uh, Bonnie's story, <laughs> right? That's what we were talking about? Yeah. Um. So we had the, the fake out, as we mentioned. Yeah. And then... Uh, I think they wrestle her to the ground. And then... Yeah. But at that point, because they talk about it, and they're like, what would you do afterwards, though? They confront yeah. her own trauma, and she realizes, fuck. Yeah. Because she was very much in denial that she was also a victim, and that she was in this love yeah. romance thing to make it more than what it was. But, you know, that was not the case. I kind of like that. I like I like that people deal with their trauma and issues in this in this show. As compared to other things where they have a, a really messed up protagonist who doesn't fix their shit. Like uh, Bojack. Well, they're trying to do that now. I just They just wrapped the season over. <laughs> Mad Men kind of did that towards the end, but still wasn't fully there. And I guess Breaking Bad technically fits that too, right? Cause Wait, Breaking Bad? The, the flawed protagonist who tries to right the wrongs oh, by the yeah, end of it because yeah. he realizes that he was a douche himself. I don't know if Walter really got there, though. Like, I don't know if Saving Jesse, Jesse was really... really... Mm. Did you watch the episode? I did. Did you like it? Yeah. I thought it was a good, like, an epilogue. Like, an extra two-episode fun thing. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch the movie. Just kidding! Oh, I... Really tired. <laughs> That's okay. I'm pretty tired too, and we're at that mark too. Um, also, for fans listening, I totally I spoiled so many things outside of uh, end of the effing world. Oh wow, season dos. Um, oh man, I kind of wish I could do this entire podcast in Spanish, but I don't speak any languages besides English. Um, Wait, what are you gonna say in Spanish? End of el is puta. I think I don't remember. Just kidding. And then what's world in Espanol? Global. I'm so sorry, people who... I know in French, it's monde. Yeah. <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo. Or like Café du Monde. Was that really what that means? Yeah. That's amazing. I think. Fascinating. <laughs> All the cursing in other languages. I didn't think that this is where this podcast would go whatsoever. Wait, it... wait, wait. No. Monde means world, not. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you meant. I thought you meant uh, oh, no. uh, the f bomb. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what? That's pretty. Because that, because that'd be a great name. It's sort of. If you're an ignorant English-only speaking person, it's like, oh, that sounds unique and extravagant, and it's like, well, we're telling you to go f yourself. You know, it's a great yeah. restaurant name. Go f yourself. <laughs> I think John would name his cafe that. Go F yourself? Yeah. It'd be kind of amazing. And you should like sell nothing but fried food or something. Like, you gotta play with the F the F somehow. I don't know what. Fried. Framboise? Is that a type of food? No. I don't know. I don't know too. I'm just we're tired. <laughs> uh on that note, <clears throat> final thoughts on End of the Effing World season two. I think it's worth watching. Yeah? Yeah, if you feel like season one i mean just don't expect it to be as good as season one damn (laughs) sorry well no 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 i mean it's definitely much more emotional i think yeah it definitely deals with the trauma more than season one did that was one of the things i was a little concerned about i'm like 
this was great but kind of like joker for those who've listened to the podcast that we just released a little while ago and and the movie itself I like joker. yeah we um it's it's a deep subject but like you want to address it the right way because we live in a lot more different times than we used to you don't want things to seem like it's okay like killing a bunch of people for reasons that should not be i'm trying to think of how to phrase it that it's okay to do bad things because you're a sympathetic bad guy that's not okay you should deal with your shit and i thought season two did a great job of dealing with most of their shit in there and the effing world like everybody had cathartic moments mm. that's that's why i am endorsing fully thumbs up i actually thought it was uh just as good as season one personally uh, and that's this. That's it. Anything you want to promote or plug or talk about or goof off about? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know me. I'm Christian. I host most of these podcasts. And uh, you can find me on XN underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Christian Angelus on Facebook. Still working on the Facebook author page. Doing a million writing projects. So I'm not going to be doing as many podcasts and things we're print related this month. But I'll still definitely be around. You want to at or comment? Do all the social media, email related, internet, shipping and bangs. And uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Um, thanks for listening, and um, go to therapy. <laughs> that's what we learned at the end of the series. Yeah. Go to therapy and, uh, and deal with your shit. Deal with your shit. Yeah, actually, if you if you need help, definitely reach out. Otherwise, you'll end up like these kids. You go on an adventure with somebody who wants to shoot you because you murdered their ex-boyfriend. But you didn't really. They just think so because they're broken too because they also need therapy. So yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> that sounded awful. <laughs> deal, don't deal with it, but like, get, get, deal with get it help. Deal in a healthy way. Yes, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right, on that note. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone, enjoy. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye.